anybody excited about the place that you're going? Yes, 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 yes. You believe he's coming back? Going to receive us in a glorified body. Amen. You don't have to worry about no pain, no sorrows, no crying. You don't have to worry about the weather changing. Amen. You don't have to pray for rain. You don't have to pray. It's all just going to be perfect. Amen. God bless you. Titus 2, 2 and 1. We'll just read one verse in your hearing tonight. We're going to. Try to go through the whole chapter. It's just 15 verses. Titus. Three chapters, 46 verses in all. 16 the first one, 15 in the second and third one. But what a powerful letter that's been written to a young pastor to set up order into the church. A church that wants to be like that bride with her gown on. And ready to go. <laughs> Called away in a moment, a twinkling of an eye. Now's the dressing time. You're in the dressing room now. You're not going to have time, amen, to go and change. You're not going to have time to talk about it, pray about it, call anybody about it, text anybody about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You won't have time to email anybody. You're just going to be gone. Amen. My, my, my. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Lord, we love you and appreciate you tonight. We're thankful on this Wednesday night to be here. To stand before your great people. That's washed in your blood. That's sealed by your spirit. That bears your name and spirit. God, we believe in the writings of the word of God. We ask you to write it on the tables of our hearts, our minds, and in our spirit. You help us love it more than we've ever loved it. You help us, God, to pray for an understanding heart. An ability, God, to teach and to preach the truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. As you move upon this congregation tonight and of all that are not able to be here tonight. But the powers of your arm is not short to reach out to them. To bless them, to heal them, to minister unto them. Through and by that wonderful name of our Lord, Jesus Christ, we pray. God bless you and you may be seated. It's good to see all of you back in the house of God. Amen. We seem to be taking shifts. Amen. We get some of our vacationers back. Others have to miss because of sickness. And amen. But maybe in a little while some of this has slowed down and changed out. We won't have to worry about all of that. Praise God. But we can still have church. The Bible says we're two or three gather. He says I'm in the midst. I'm glad he's here tonight. Amen. To touch us, to minister to us, to help us. Man, to give us some guidance, instructions. Some, uh, I know most of you, if not all of you, have been keeping up. Amen. Uh, Sister Judy's mom and her, her surgery went very successful. And recovery's doing well as far as we know as a present time. And thank you for your prayers. And uh, in that situation, continue to pray for and that family. God would be with them. All the children. I know you've been keeping up with that, and uh, 
thank God, you know, we've seen some victory today in those areas. And so we're just going to keep praying and believing as God touches and asking God to put a hedge around those that's not sick. That they won't become sick. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want the Lord to help me tonight. Uh, these 15 verses are saying a lot. They're addressing, amen, the aged men and women, the young women, servants, and young men. Amen. So that covers about everybody all said and done that's uh, falling into that realm and place of uh, wanting to be a vessel of God, want to be used of God. And, uh, that's why we come to church. That's why we come on Wednesday nights and any other time that the time is set and if any way possible to come. And, you know, the more often the better all said and done. Thank God this is one of the areas that you can use technology to listen to preaching. Amen. To a lot more different varieties. And you can get a Neapolitan, amen, of ministry now. Praise God from one extreme to the other. By just a tap of a button, by doing a little bit of YouTubing and things of that nature. Amen. To hear the word of God. And, and we ought to open ourselves up to it. To want to hear the word. To want to be a passion in us. A desire in us. To want to hear the word of God. To want to know the word of God. To, to have it, amen, written on the tables of our heart. As David put it, that I might not sin against thee. Ignorance is not going to, amen... Keep you out of hell. And ignorance is not going to get you in heaven. And if we just play ignorant. And don't want to take the time to research and dig. And pay attention and listen. Amen. We're, we're the ones that the individuals, the individuals. Amen. The students. It's not the teacher's fault. Now there may be times we can blame, blame them. But whenever an individual makes up in their mind and heart and spirit, I want to be saved. I want to know God. God's got a way, amen, and he'll open the heavens and he'll shut down hell. He'll move people from across the world if he has to. For that individual to hear the gospel and hear the good tidings and the truth. I know the gospel is a loose term and it's just used any old way. But thank God for the gospel. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel of God. The gospel of the Lord. The gospel of Jesus. Amen. It's really there just like that. The gospel is the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That you and I can personally experience. It's not just something that we sing about. It's not just something we talk about. It's something that you and I we must experience for ourselves. That transforming power. That renewing power. And even at times of that regenerating, renewing, refreshing, amen, of the Holy Ghost moving upon us and through us. On a daily basis is the best way. But sometimes it doesn't happen probably at the measure we'd all like for it to on a daily basis. But I'm here to tell you, God, God's working, amen. So as we look at this tonight and we look at Titus and his writings, and we're going to look at the first five verses. I got some other verses we're going to look at from that point, and then we'll go back to the last, amen, ten verses and try to cover them all at the very ending of this tonight. 
we will recap a few things that ties right in to what Paul wrote to Titus. And as we look at it and realize, amen, that the timing of, of Paul's writings here, most believe that Titus was written somewhere around 62 A.D., Amen. It was a time of the season of Paul between the two imprisonments at Rome. Amen. Between the two. It's here that most believe that he wrote Titus out of Corinth or one of those places. Amen. As he was visiting and going back to churches and trying to reassure and things of this nature. He took out the time to write. Amen. To Timothy and to Titus. He knew that he was fixing to depart from this world. And he wanted to give something to place it into their hands. And a man that they could use to help strengthen them. To help guide them and reassure them. That in the struggles and the battles that they were going to face. That they'd have something that they could lean back on. And thank God tonight. Each one of us. And I know you do. Thankful for the written word of God. That we can search out. That we can memorize. That we can place into our hearts and our minds and our spirits that help us along this journey. I just wonder where America be tonight if we didn't have the Constitution. Where would America be tonight if we didn't have those that wrote down the history? How many of you believe in George Washington? Why do you believe in him? You ain't never seen him. You never talked to him. He's never lectured you the first time. But because of history books, you believe him. Because of the individuals that said, stood before you, you had enough faith and confidence in them that they, the recordings that had been wrote down in those history books was accurate. And so you took their word for it and you don't have no waver in your mind and heart and spirit. The constitution, the establishing of this nation and the foundation that it was established on. And it's thank God for that foundation that's still holding us up. Even when people has tried to move in from one extreme to the other, trying to tear it down and trying to rearrange it, trying to get people to think different and think outside the box. There's times that's beneficial, but a lot of times you better watch the spirit of of that one tries to get you to think outside the box because a lot of times they're trying to tell you to think outside of the history book or better yet to think outside the word of God I'm here to tell you tonight honey it's not a generation or hour or day or time even though that spirit is running rapid even among the apostolic people to think outside the box you never have the, proper, the right to think outside the word of God and the framing of the word of God nothing ever gives you the right to step outside of it just doesn't happen. Just doesn't happen. So we got to stay. If we're gonna make this journey. If we're gonna, we're gonna be who and what God wants us to be. With all the shortcomings and the infirmities and the inabilities, the psalmist talks about that. Paul talks about that. That we have. We still got the word of God. We still got the experience of God. We got the Holy Ghost, we got truth, we got a sure foundation, we got a chief cornerstone. We got more working for us than against us. Because the Bible said, if God's for you, who can be against you? Who can rob you? Who can overwhelm you? As long as you and I are able to keep our ears tuned in and keep ourselves in, a man in the palm of the one. That no man can pluck us out of. 
I really believe that when you get down to it, and I know there's bad things that happen. I know people become offended, and I know there's times that even pastors offend people, and a five-fold ministry says things and handles things maybe like they shouldn't. But if you really got your mind made up, I'm still going to church. I'm still going to live for God. I'm still going to be faithful to the house of God and faithful to God. You can't do one without the other is what I'm trying to tell you. You've got to bond up with somebody. You've got to join up with somebody. Amen. And so as we watch this in this second chapter of Paul's, of Paul's writing to Titus, amen, of what's going to be happening. It's very important to notice. You're going to notice the, the word speak, amen. It's about three different times at least in these 15 chapters. It's going to start in the first chapter. It's going to wind up in the, in the first verse. It's going to wind up in the 15th verse in this particular chapter. Amen. Of what we speak. Amen. And how we speak it. I believe all that's very important. I really do. I believe that our body language, our conduct, not just behind this pulpit, not just at certain settings and at certain events, but I believe it's important if we're in the privacy of our own home, amen, because the one that's judging, the one that we're trying to please is there. You can't go anyplace. The psalmist told us. You can't fly anywhere. You can't dig into any place. You can't hide in any place that God's not there. Amen. He's the one that we're out to please. He's the one that we out to represent and he's the one that we want to be able to present ourselves unto him amen in that manner and form that he'd have us to do it amen a lot of people want to tell I'm, I'm not going to jump on that rabbit I won't run that one I want brother Ford talks about him I'm not going to run that one pow I got him hallelujah Praise God. Amen. So we just move on. Amen. But speak thou the things. And when you look at things here, and you begin to, to look at that, because when you talk about speak, speak again is another form or method of teaching. Amen. Of coaching or instructing somebody. Amen. Would you, would you like for me tonight just to... Just to Now, you can do pretty good with dogs. They actually train dogs that you can, you know, you can, you can do this. And Because I watched my nephew do it this week. He'd sit down. He wouldn't say a word to him. He could walk off 20 feet, 30, whatever. Turn around, look at him, make him sit there five minutes, ten minutes, and then. Hey, that dog. Tell him to go this way. Never say a word. Just by... Now, we consider this dog sometimes in the Bible, but we're not them four-legged hairy dogs. Amen. Now, we, we, you and I are a part of God's creation, and he's, He built us, amen, to hear. In fact, He gave us two ears and one mouth, so we ought to listen twice as much as we speak. So when we get the opportunity to speak especially for God and the kingdom of God, we ought to put a lot of, lot of sincerity into it. We ought to put a lot of focus upon it. We ought to realize, hey, I'm the ambassador of God Almighty. I'm the ambassador of Jesus Christ. And every single day and every conversation, in fact, the scriptures, the scripture says every idle word. Wow. Speak. Amen. And you're going to see at the end of it, he talks about speaking with authority. 
But I don't believe that gave Titus the that type of authority of being rude and harsh and a dictator. My way or no way. No, not it's the love of God. And so how we speak and the manner we speak it and the purpose behind what we're speaking has a lot of weight to it. Amen. And could have as much weight as what we're speaking. It's kind of hard to tell somebody you love them. And your eyes are bulging out and your red face. And your, but I'd love to bite your head off right now. <laughs> Amen. So, but speak thou the things. When you look at this particular word, things, it's actually fitting accord or agrees because he's got a destination you and I as epistles of God you and I as vessels of the Holy Ghost in every conversation that we engage in and every everything of life I know I'm, I'm putting it down there pretty strong that way but uh, but you know what I'm talking about but I, I believe it does make a difference every business deal every transaction because why because God's observing first of all and you never know who else is looking you never know who else Standing off to the side. I tell you two that's always there. That's the devil and God. They're both looking for opportunities to bless you or curse you. They all both look an opportunity to use you, amen, or destroy you. They're both looking for opportunity to see if you're going to be a job or if you're just going to crumble in. Both of them, amen, want you. Amen, both of them want you. Both of them, amen, has got a place, amen, that you're going to wind up with them. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm preaching to you already tonight. And so God's for us. And you know what? So that's the reason you and I got to take heed. That's the reason David said, put a bridle upon my tongue and a watchman at my door. Because what comes out the door is going to make all the difference. Not for just that one that's hearing me but that one that's speaking it hallelujah I can curse my own self in fact there was times in the Bible God judged them out of their own mouth just because what Israel said you brought us out here to die wasn't enough graves among bring the complaining and God said okay well that's the way you feel about it and that's how you see it not your faith let me give you what you're asking Amen. So it's important. Life and death is in. So fitting, according to Green, which becomes, become is again. You, if you do a little research on that, you're going to see to be fitting. To, to fit. To be proper. Uh, to to be able to fit in because you're on a course, you're on a a a, a mission, a man. What is that mission? To become sound doctrine. There's one thing I've learned out of this particular chapter in this week in studying this. Basically, we all we knew it, but uh, a man. There's a good way to tell if a man of God or a vessel of God or a witness of God, a man is is from God or not. In other words, what they're instructing us, what they're speaking to us, if it does not lead to godliness, you can mark it off. (laughs) Because that's what this is all about. 
that you're going to find even in this chapter tonight. It's about godliness. It's about him. Praise God. Sound here, amen, amen, means proper. Amen, far. It, it's for a foundation for Christians living. It, it's the wholesome. It's the health. Amen. It's, it's that that's, that's solid. It's unmovable. It's unshakable. It's sound. How many wants a sound foundation? <laughs> Amen. How many wants it? Man, I know if you look in sound a lot of places, you've got to really start searching to really get something when he says sound here out of the scriptures. But that's what it's talking about. It's healthy. It's upright. It'll get the job done. Amen. Hallelujah. This is sound advice. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Amen. I'm going to try to give you some sound advice. I know it'll work. I know it'll get the job done. I know it'll bring forth the fruits and what we're setting out to do. And so this is what he's instructing Titus. Amen. This is what you got to do. And not only you, this is what you got to hand down and to others, amen, that wants to be elders and others that wants to be elder, the aged men, the aged women and the young women. This is what they're going to have to receive. This is what they're going to have to become. This is who and what they're going to have to be. Sound doctrine. That's, that's solid. That's not questionable. That's the reason we have to search the scriptures. And, amen. And, uh, you, you know, that's the reason I've taught some even here. And, amen. At times, it, in struggles, especially when maybe you're the only one that's, once you come to this revelation of truth and maybe raised up in a different denomination. Amen. But whenever the truth was taught to you about the foundation, the gospel, and the death, and burial, and resurrection, repentance, and baptism, in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, and you, you make the statement, I've never heard that before. Well, I've never seen that. Man, that's that sound, the foundation. I told somebody that just a few months ago. I said, they might question in some areas of our holiness of tire. We might be a little extreme in some areas. Maybe a little room for debating there. But when it comes to the foundation, when it comes, amen, to getting on the right foundation before you're ever able to build a wall, you got to get the foundation right. Because if you don't, everything else is sinking sand. It doesn't matter how beautiful it looks. It doesn't matter how much it impresses people. It doesn't matter how much they conform themselves. If you hadn't built on the right foundation, you're still lost and undone. That's out of the book. You can't find but one way they was baptized. And you can find the only two evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost. They spoke in tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance or the power or the ability. They didn't learn it on their own. They didn't just do some kind of jabbering stuff. Amen. The sins cold chills over you that takes the fire out out. Amen. It takes the winds out of the sail that you and I both know. What is that? Where'd that come from? This Holy Ghost has its own Jerusalem ring. Authority and power. It also has ability to put joy and put a glow in us and put a life in us. and Puts a countenance on our faces too. I don't know about folks that speak in tongues and it looks like they can Mad at everything. Yeah. I don't know about all that. But anyway. I'm trying not to. But this. Amen. The reason. To have sound doctrine. Is because. Let me ask you something. How many catch that Sunday morning. That whenever that sheep had blundered or strayed off. 
It still didn't lose its identity. It didn't start looking like a goat. It didn't start looking like a dog. It didn't start looking like a cat. You young people, you don't play that, pay that no attention over at them schools. Them kids that want to look like dogs and act like dogs and get on, put on furry things and put on, put on collars and all that stuff. God didn't create us to be a dog. God didn't create us to be a no cat. Now, now, parents, you simply you look at me like a, you go ahead. But I'm telling you, we are in a real spiritual warfare in the day and the time that we're living in. And we better get our head out of the sand. We better start observing and looking around and looking what the devil's trying to do to our society and our world around us. And it's our responsibility to protect them and speak them. And speak into their hearts and speak into their lives. We don't play around with that foolishness. That's foolishness. And shame on us. The school ought not have to even deal with something like that. They ought not be under no pressure whatsoever. Now I've been told they're surely not at ours, but, but they've had to get litter boxes and things like this at certain schools for certain people. That's, that's preserved. That's, that's, you know, come on. Come on, school board. Come on, principal, teachers, get together. We're not about to do that, parent. If you want one, you get them and you homeschool them. Keep them at your house. We don't need your money and we don't need the federal money. We don't need that one. That's where we got to start. We got to quit letting money decide the outcome. We got to start deciding what really makes a difference is making a stand for God. Money's not going to get me out of here. And money won't shape and fashion my children either. I can buy them everything in this world as an offering, and they can still be a brat and wind up in hell. But if I can raise them up in this gospel and this truth and sound doctrine, they may not have two nickels to rub together. They may not buy the, the foolies and other things and all the toys of everybody else. But whenever the rapture takes place, honey, they're going to come up hugging your neck and being thankful I had a mom or a dad that's put up the fight. I had a mom and dad that stayed with sound doctrine. I had a mom and dad to believe in this one true God that didn't deviate. Hallelujah. No, no roller coaster about it. No, we stand on the ground like it or not. You got a right by the word of God. You got a right by the name of Jesus Christ. You got more rights than everybody in this world. I don't hear that stuff. Boy, I don't know. I'm, none of this isn't intended now. All these folks talking about they got the rights. Ain't nobody got a right to call them a voice of God if they hadn't experienced the foundation first. They don't have the right. They hadn't been cleansed. They hadn't been washed. They hadn't been transformed. They can't think right. So I wouldn't listen to them. Well, I don't know why I'm saying that. I wouldn't be calling them. I wouldn't be getting advice from them. In fact, amen. Well, we're going to get to that. Hang on. So, as the next verse, and it talks about that the aged men... Elders, season, uh, just on how you want to put that. Uh, we know uh, that, that Titus and Paul's writing as a pastoral epistle here. Amen. I read something interesting and I, I wrote it down that caught my attention out of the premier Bible. And it talked about that 35% 
of the pastoral letters was against a writing about false doctrines, false teaching. Amen. And about faith. 35% of these short 46 verses, 35% of it is warring and battling against it in their day. I couldn't help but think today. It's, I wonder what percent that would be today. That Paul would spend writing against all the different doctrines that came out since that time. And having to deal with them and having to address them. So, the aged men be sober. You've got to see sober mentioned quite often here to all groups. And it's important. Amen. To, to be sober. I felt impressed of the Holy Ghost. I'm just going to say this. And I know the Holy Ghost works in the opposite. But the only thing that's going to keep you a sober mind is a good baptism of the Holy Ghost. The only thing that's going to keep you with a sober mind is having the renewing of your mind in the Holy Ghost on a regular basis. That's a reason it's a dangerous thing to miss the house of God and miss coming to the house of God or miss it. Feed yourself by reading the Word of God and by praying and studying out the Scriptures. Amen. Because this is the only thing that's going to keep your mind right with all the things that's bombarding you and attacking you. Amen. In the world that you're in. Could it be the reason that some is being so tossed to and fro tonight? Hallelujah, in our world around us. It's because there's a likeness, amen, of reading and studying the Word of God for themselves and reassuring and re-anchoring, amen, the promise, re-nailing it down. How many of you ever been in a storm, a literal storm, you know, a hurricane? And how many of ever had any barns or sheds and that old tin, amen? You go out there and you get to looking and, man, you got nails sticking up. What, what, do you, what you better start doing? You got to get back out there and nail them down. <laughs> you got to get back out there that, that screw gun and start screwing them screws back up. You'd have been shocked how many screws on this roof right here that's sticking up about this high when we replaced them just a few months ago. I'm surprised we didn't have water in here. Probably would have if it hadn't been for that shingle roof underneath it. Time and seasons. Hot and cold. None of us is exempt. None of us has got it so nailed down that we're so unmovable and unshakable and unchangeable. Amen. If, if just a lack, amen, just, you know, just say, well, I'm just not going to do no maintenance on it. Amen. I mean, I mean, you know, can I say this without being offensive? I don't think I will be. But some people think that treated woods ought to last forever. It's treated, man. It should never rot. Well, maybe if they had that old treatment in a lot of it, it might would last. But that's not the only thing they had, old treatment. They had a lot better trees to put the treatment in. Well, you don't believe that? You ought to look at some of the trees today compared to others. Boy, I could jump a rabbit right there. Sometimes facing difficult times and seasons... Amen. We can, we can decide one thing. Amen. We can let it mold us and shape us into being who God wants us to be or we can let it destroy us. It's up to us if we're going to endure. What did Jesus tell Peter? The devil desires to sift you. 
But I have prayed that your faith would not fail you. Now, did that exempt Peter from going through the storms and the battles and the struggles and the heartaches and the disappointments? It didn't, did it? Let me ask, do you believe that the sound doctrines that you've been brought up on is going to be tested and tried? Do you believe the devil and the world and carnality and even your own mind, if you're not careful, is going to question it? I don't really believe it takes all of that anymore. You'd be shocked how often we're hearing that in the last 10 years. I don't think we ought to have to dress that way. I don't think, I think we ought to be able to go to these places. I, I don't see nothing wrong. Blind leading the blind, they don't see nothing. You become blind, blinded by who? The God of this world. And so that's what we got to watch. That's the reason we got to be observant and sober-minded. Amen. Because when you're not sober-minded, it's, it's like an also into being intoxicated. Because when you become intoxicated, you're not sober-minded. You'll say things you wouldn't have said. You'll do things you wouldn't have normally done. And most of them say, well, I just, I just want to have fun. Amen. So you got to get drunk to have fun. Amen. You know what? Before this is over with, I hope we persuade everybody around us. This is the greatest fun you can have. This is what this is all about. You and I as elders, amen, need to persuade this younger generation. Amen. This is the most happiest, joyous life that you can live. Hallelujah. Alcohol and drugs, amen, is a dead end road. When's the last time that you looked at a sinner? Was the last time you looked at one and their lifestyle and the effects it's had upon their life? And the outcome of where they're at and their condition both physically, spiritually and mentally. And then they want to tell us uh, you know, going to church all the time you ain't been to the right church. Man, we party. We get drunk. We get beside ourselves. Amen. We've been set free. We're like a bird. It's been set out of the prison. Hallelujah. And that's the real deal there. Okay, I'm trying not to. So the aged men be sober. Grave. Amen. Grave. Hallelujah. In a sense. Hallelujah. You could go to. But it simply means, in this case, being sensible. Just having some good horse sense. Just have some good common sense of living for God. That's all it takes. Man, just, let's just live for God. That's, now, now, this is what he instructed them. Y'all all doing great. Y'all passing all the, all the tests. Y'all, fly, y'all got flying colors. This is what Paul's writing to Titus to tell that bunch that didn't know, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I figured I better put something on it here. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. So be sensible about it. You know, some things just makes good sense to do, and some things make good sense not to do. So when he talks about being grave here, that's what he's talking about. He's temperate. How many likes that one? How many of us knows what it really means? Well, I just couldn't help myself. That's just what I am, the way I am. But temperate means to be self-control. Wow. God, you mean I got a say in this? God, I got a part in this I got to do? You mean I got some responsibility? 
I thought when you give me the Holy Ghost, man, I'd never be tempted. I'd never be trying. Everybody, I'd love everybody and everything. Man, I'd just be on cloud nine, just floating through life, man. Just living the dream. Boy, I had one of them cats tell me that up in the hardware store up the other day, a few months ago. And I know what life he's living. Living off his grandmother's Social Security check. Don't have an automobile. Huh. Don't have many teeth left in his head. He's about half my age. I ain't being ugly. I'm just telling you. When's the last time? I'm going to tell you something. Some of you under the gun right now being drawn out and lured out of this place. When's the last time you looked at a sinner? Look down the road 20 years from where they're at now and see if, see if that's where you want to go. See if that's what you want to look like. Because I'm telling you tonight, you're not big enough to handle it. It will handle you. It will dominate you. It will control you. It will rob you. It'll take your sanity. It'll take your mind. It'll take your health. It'll rob. I'm telling you, the devil's nothing but a feet under the story. And that's all. All he is with all of his lies. God's the only one that can give us life and life more abundantly. God's the only one that's got the words of eternal life. God's the only one that we can sing about tonight where there be no more tears and heartaches and sorrows or pain. Not the pleasures of this world. We'll talk about that. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Sound in faith. Man, we got to have faith in God, folks. I thank God for, for some things that's, that's went on even this week. Amen. Uh, and I'm just going to tell you, Sister Laney has handled that situation. I promise you. It had been a few months ago. And she'd tell you this. That she'd, have been a, she'd have been a basket case. Hallelujah. But she, she's realized something by coming here and hearing the word of God and being touched by God and being instructed and then having a church that's going to jo join up with and pray with and believe with her. Amen. I couldn't help but believe. Even little, little Aime, whenever she sent out this morning about the oxygen. Amen. But when prayer was made, it didn't go any lower. And I began to pray then. I said, God, you stopped it there. But without oxygen, God, I want to see the number to go up. I want to see the number to go up. We're praying believing. We're praying calling on you, God. It's your good pleasure to heal us. It's your good pleasure to fight our battles. Your good pleasure, hallelujah. Sooner getting all down in the mully grubs and everything else. Well, she's in USA and all this. No, it's just another opportunity that God to show his people what he can do and let everybody else know that hey, there is a God. So we got to understand faith, sound in faith, and charity, love, and compassion. Preach it with love. I know sometimes you might feel like I'm not, but I promise you I am. I'm for you, I'm not against you. Man, I'm for everybody in this house to win this battle, to overcome, to be victorious. Hallelujah. Uh, you know what? We're not out to put the burdens and draw lines and make everybody miserable. No, sir. Amen. But you, if you and I really got a love for God and for the things of God. This thing is not too hard. This holy living, this godly living, amen, it's not this hard. It's hard as some of us want to make it out to be. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. We're living in a world today. Well, I'm going to leave that alone too. Man, I'm telling you, God help me here tonight. Man, maybe he is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I tell you what, we live in a world today. Everybody wants to get it backwards. Amen. Men want to have long hair. Hallelujah. They don't mind washing it. They don't mind flirting it around. They don't mind putting it in bonds. They don't mind hitting perns in it. They don't mind getting it colored. They don't mind doing this and don't mind that. But other, all the other women that ought to have long hair, they want to cut it all off. They want to do the very opposite. They, they want to do the very opposite of what God and what the Word of God has taught them. I tell you, we're living in a very rebellious, a very stiff-necked world. And if you, if you just sit idle and not becoming 
sober minded. I tell you, it'll gobble you up. It'll gobble you up. It'll rob you of your sanity. It'll rob you of the soundness of the gospel and the truth of God. Hello, you. That's the reason David told David said, Let's see that. Went out, man, and they was blessed, and they was doing this and doing that. He said, but when I got to the house, he said, my feet was almost, it's almost gone. Until I got back to the house of God. Thank God to come into the house. Man, and get our heads back on right. Get our focus back. Amen. Get our goals set back right. I want to live for God. I want to serve God. Amen. So, as it goes from that, and patience. Amen. Temperance, and sound and faith, and charity, and patience, endurance. Endurance. Man, we've got to have some endurance. He that endures unto the end. Amen. Walking through the trials and valleys and things of that nature. The aged women likewise. That they be the behaviors. Amen. As becometh holiness. Amen. Now look at that. We're coming back to that, that becoming. Amen. Become or becometh. Amen. Amen. Become. Amen. Is to be fitting. This is the goal. This is what we set out. Amen. To be godly. Amen. To be holy. To be acceptable unto God. This is the, the holiness. Amen. And we could talk about that a little bit, but we're going to move on. Holiness and not false accusers. Amen. We don't be false accusers. Now, this is, now you may not like this, but uh, you know what? I looked in my pre beer Bible. They skipped the third and fourth verse. They didn't even address it. They act like they wouldn't even in the Bible. I said, the nerve of y'all. Amen. We'll talk about these ladies like that. What's the matter with y'all? We needed some help here, and you ain't going to help us a bit. But anyway, I'm not smart enough to just overlook and go by it. I'm just going to have to. Here it is. Hallelujah. Praise God. But, but, but we've done a research and done a little study on this and talked about the age when likewise, that they be watching. That, be, that behavior now, when you really begin to talk about the behavior, that is the way in which one acts or conducts their energy or themselves. Amen. When you talk about behavior. Amen. Whenever somebody hears your name, and this is not just for the women, this is for all of us, including me on top of the list. My behavior says a lot of it. I don't tell nobody I'm a preacher. They can't figure that out in a little while, then I've got a problem. I confess to be something I'm not. Well, all these people confessing to be Christians, but they don't bear no fruits. They just got a sign hanging up there and nothing inside to prove it. Nothing on the cells to prove it. Their behavior don't prove it. Amen. In fact, their actions and deeds, amen, prove they're everything but a Christian. That's the very thing you and I have got to war against and battle against. Because we want our behavior to show we belong to God. We've been bought. We're not for sale. We're not advertising. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not given to much wine. Teachers of good things. Now this is aged women. They're not given to much wine. From a little study I've done from some commentaries apparently. When the, when the ladies got over they were more prone and subject to drink a little more wine. They're trying to work, amen, with them pains and aches and disappointments, man. I got to have some help. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not going to survive this. So they was, they was, you know, tipping maybe just a little too much. Hallelujah. Some of the young ones kind of looking at me like, well, you'll see in a few days. You'll see down the road a few days. You'll see. Hallelujah. Praise God. And uh, so anyway, as we watch this unfold, amen, I thought it was kind of funny myself anyway. Hallelujah. 
Ain't no doubt. <laughs> Next verse says, and they may teach the young women to be sober. To be sober. Watch the next two things they're to instruct them, coach them, to be an example of. Watch under attack of our world and our nation to me. And I'm not blaming the women. Don't, don't even take it there. I'm just telling you, God and Paul, and the, the inspiration of God, knew how to put pillars and elders and leadership in the church, how to warn and instruct us and help prepare us for the attack of the enemy. It's really no new thing under the sun. The, the devil's using some of the same tactics he's always used to divide and destroy families. <laughs> and so here they're instructed to love their family, to love their husbands and their children, man, to care for them. Now, don't worry. There's plenty of scriptures because the husbands love the wife as Christ loved the church. And he gave himself for it. And he gave everything. He's also responsible to be the protector and provider. And I know some's run out on their duties. You leave it alone. God will take care of it. Don't get a bad... Don't, don't, don't get a bad... Um, don't let the wrong voice begin to get a hold of your mind and your spirit and rob you of the word that God's going to give you because you're going to stay put with sound doctrine. Because you're going to provide and you're going to protect and you're going to step up. Amen. You're going to step up in the gap. God sees every bit of it. God knows every bit of it. And he's not going to owe anybody. Amen. In this world and that one to come. So if you hold on to righteousness and godliness and that's what you're pursuing, I promise you there are some rewards that's waiting. Amen. And they're going to be in this life as well as that. Because even in this life, he talked about giving back a hundredfold. Come on, I'm talking to you tonight. Amen. You can get all the paychecks and get all the money in the world and still wind up blossom. But you can't, you can't get what you need to sustain you and hold you and bring you out on the other side when you're walked on and when you're done wrong. Amen. And people get skipped out on you. But you know what? God will never skip, skip out on you. God will never forsake you. The word of God will never mislead you. Sound doctrine will keep you sound and solid and staying with it. With his help, you can do it. It's his anointing and touch. and You can do it. Fifth verse says, to be discreet. Simply means to be discreet is to be very careful in your speech. To be very careful. Now, this is what he's teaching young, young girls. To be discreet. Be careful with your speech. Be careful what you say. You know what Paul would write there now? Be careful what you text. Be careful what you put on Facebook. Be careful what you email. Be careful. It could be worse. You might could debate somebody if you just said it. But once you've texted it, buddy, and sent it. See what I'm saying? Again, that's not just to the young ladies. That's to all of us. 
That's to all of us. I'm telling you, we got to be careful because you got an adversary. You got an enemy that's after you. Huh. Chaste actually means to be pure, pure in thought, in heart, and in mind. Guard your, guard your heart. Keep your mind. Guard your mind. Your mind is a battleground. Your mind is under attack more tonight than it's ever been. I'm telling you, the enemy's doing everything he can to pollute, to distort, to twist the minds and sound minds. Keepers at home. Keepers. If you do a little study on that, it actually means, you know the word you're going to hear the most? Managers. Managers. Now this again is the elder women teaching the younger. To be managers. Prepare yourself, equip yourself to be a, a manager. Can I ask you something? And be fair about this. Well, I'm not trying to be... But an American fulfilling the American dream, we persuaded our ladies to, to pursue what? More. In fact, with Hollywood's help, they kind of downplayed the housewife. Bored life. And man, they put out programs and they would be, you know, ripping and running, committing adultery and fornication and everything else. And more, this is the way to live. It's a bunch of lies. But I'm going to tell you something. It's had its effect. It's had its outcome. And you see it and I see it. It's not a pretty scene either, is it? Got homes and children and one thing after another. Man, I'm, I'm going to leave some, but... Good. Obedient to their own husbands. Colossians 3 and 18 is taught the same things. It says, wives, submit yourselves unto your, your own husband as it is fit in the Lord. I believe, now I haven't done the research to that fullness yet, but I personally believe that there's a lot more to some of these scriptures. And here's the reason I believe that. Because in Paul's day, in the Lord's day, Women were so mistreated and shoved aside and treated like furniture. Most of them had zero education. And so in conversation, could that be the reason Paul wrote even to the Carmelite church was, was so, as you know, for them to be quiet, not to say nothing at church, and ask their husbands when they get home. Can you imagine tonight, what if, what if just half of you begin to ask your husband or asking somebody, what do you mean by that? What's that word mean? What's that mean? What's this? No, don't worry, ladies. You, you have done a good job of pursuing education, pursuing careers, pursuing money, becoming independent. Think about what I just said. That's okay. What are you going to do when we have about four or five of them going off? 
<laughs> Some of y'all didn't hear it, but anyway, <laughs> little toddler's toy up here. Can I tell me it's a little toddler's toy? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> uh, I feel a little something here. <laughs> Ladies, words that really got us though. What happened if the men really went back and, and, and watch this? You know, you know, boy, I'm, you know something that aggravates me? I'm going to tell you something, hey, young girls, when y'all start dating a guy, if he don't have a vehicle and he can't take you out in, you tell him hit the road. Get him a job, get him a vehicle, and you might think about it then. This idea that the girl's got to have the vehicle and she pays for the gas and she pays for it and he sits over her prop back and kick back like he's cool daddy. Cool daddy or not, I kick him out that backside and let him roll down that fast fall and say, buddy, go get you a job before you get a hold of this one. Because if he's like that, then he'll be that 10 years down the road. That ring and that I do won't mean a thing. Praise God. <laughs> There's some things we should have held on to old-fashioned ways. Boy, I feel, I feel some spirit. I feel some. <laughs> you, you can buckle against me if you want to, but I'm going to tell you something. This is still right. Old-fashioned, some old-fashioned things shouldn't have never. We shouldn't have never lost some of them traditions. We should have kept them alive in these babies' hearts and minds and spirits. You don't want to go down that road. It's not worth it. I can show you one after another that's scarred, that's mangled up. Don't know they're even in the world or not because they're so messed up because they went down the wrong road. You know why they did? Nobody got in their face. Nobody told them different. Because the normal world said you can see and live anywhere and still go to heaven. But you can't do it. Can't do it. You can't do it. Praise God. So, I'm not getting... It's 831. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to finish the chapter, but that's okay. I'm not going to bypass a few of these verses here because. So as we observe these first five verses and see what's, what we've been talking about. Peter in 1 Peter 3, 3 and 5, he writes this. He says, Whom adorning let it not be thee, that outward adorning of the planting of the hair and wearing of gold and putting on of apparels. Sweetheart, let me tell you something. If you got to get that Barbie doll figure, if you got to buy all these fancy dresses and all this other fancy stuff, if that's what it took to get him, that's what it'll take to keep him. And don't worry, there'll be another Barbie doll right down the road. I'm just telling you like it is. You better make sure that when you look in his eyes and he looks in yours, that you have love for one another. And it's not about lust. It's not about lust. Lust and love have a lot of the same, same feelings and types. And the only way you find out if it's genuine or not, amen, it's whenever that other girl walks by and he's doing this. <laughs> 
trying to help us. I'm just trying to help us because this is what makes strong families. You got to start at the foundation. We got the idea from America that we can sow our wheats and sow our oats and come back when we turn 22 and 23 and 25 with a greater testimony after being in drugs and alcohol and got two or three babies by three or four other women. I tell you, there's a whole lot better testimony, honey. It's keep yourself sanctified, keep yourself untouched in the world, not knowing anything about cigarettes or dope or alcohol or any other thing, amen, including your body. Oh, I'm trying to help us in this house tonight. Sound doctrine, amen, and give us sound families and sound minds. You know what? We'll make heaven. And that battle becomes greater than ever now because of that little phone and mashing of a button. <laughs> These little pictures can be sent and introduced and images that you can't erase out of your mind. That you can't erase out of your heart and your spirit. And now you got to deal with it for the rest of your life. Got to go another place. This is to all of us, but especially to the young girls and young men. You don't know this flesh. You might think you know it. But you don't. Brother Braid with some of them and some of us. One drink. You're alcoholic from that day on. Because your flesh. I'd rather preach than trying to prevent it. And I believe in salvation. I believe in mercy and grace. And I believe God can deliver them. But let me tell you, let me ask you something. Which one is the greatest testimony? Which one would you rather live? Mama, which one do you want your daughter to live? Daddy, which one do you want your son to live? Hey Amen. You're going to have to be in the battle with them. Hallelujah. And here's the deal. One trip out you under sometimes in this day and time when they come back they won't ever be the same because that one trip with the wrong bunch and they laced it with the right stuff. Amen. That child, if they're still alive, if they survived, amen, amen, the overdose, if they survived the journey, amen, but they come back and now they're for a basket cake and now all of a sudden and for the rest of your life, hey, I see mamas and dads taking their own social security check and having to go up to McDonald's and buy their hamburger because they don't have the power to do That ought not be at the apostolic church That's right. what's brought a lot of this song it's a lack of doctrine it's a lack of men and leadership in this pulpit anchored and settled down I'm not budging. I'm not moving. Hallelujah. You're not going to pull me out of it. You can quit coming. You can quit paying your tithes. You can do whatever you want to do. But this is right. Hallelujah. If it costs me everything I've got, this is right. It costs me every family, this is right. Hallelujah. Right's always right. And I always believe if you'll stand for God, God will stand for you. Hallelujah. Let them go. Let them come. Let them say what they want to say. Do what they want to do. But right's right. And I'm praying. I'm preaching this out of the depths of my heart. I'm not preaching this as kind of some kind of judgment. 
it toward anybody. I'm just trying to help some of us understand there's some roads you don't want to go down. There's some experiences you don't know nothing about. The greatest experience you're ever going to experience is right here in this house. The greatest trip you can ever take is in the Holy Ghost. The greatest strength that you can ever experience is the Holy Ghost. The greatest outpouring of God's grace and mercy is in this house. The greatest dancing you're ever going to do. The greatest partying you're ever going to do is in this house. There's not a casino, there's not a bar room, there's not a lounge, there's not an individual's house, none of it. A man can touch what you can experience in this house. And you and, you and I as moms and dads, we got the responsibility to help create an atmosphere for that to unfold and to take place, even on a regular basis. I remember this country, this country used to be just a Saturday night thing. Huh? Just a Saturday night going out. But now it's every night of the week. Now Hollywood and pleasures. And I didn't get to finish that and go to that part. But God help us. We will. Amen. Do it. You can be seated. Give me just a few more minutes here. Man, Titus, Timothy, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy 1 and 10. Amen. In this listing, I'm just going to pick up on the latter part of that verse. If there be any other things that is contrary to sound doctrine contrary. Amen. Remember last week? Amen. Out of out of uh, the writings there. Amen. Out of last week in Titus 1 and 9, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught that he may be what? Able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to what? Convince the gainsayers. Remember every gainsayer is one that contradicts. Amen. The word of God. When you look at that contrary to sound, it's those that's opposite. It's those that's opposing to the word of God. Amen. I'm going to you some those that oppose the word of God and reject the word of God read Romans 1 that's where you're going to head that's where you're going to wind up and when God sends you a strong delusion no preacher can get you out of it no family member can get you out of it no priest or anybody else can get you out of it when God sends that delusion into your mind and in your heart and into your spirit that you think you can make the journey I'm here to tell you when you give yourself over to life God will turn you over to life and those things that you found pleasure in you will find pleasure in them in longer. You'll look for another recourse. You'll look for another avenue. You'll look for another place to go. That's the reason they couldn't even enjoy one another the way they ought to have. Go back and read it. Go back and look at it. Second huh. Timothy 1 and 13 says, hold fast the form of sound doctrine. That word form means appearance, shape, similitude, Similar likeness image. I worry about individuals that constantly wants to question the holiness standard. Always wanting to push it. Always wanting to either lift certain areas up, drop certain areas, divide certain areas. <laughs> Same way, man. Hey, I remember Brother T.F. Tenney preaching to boys. He got on to them for wearing them jeans and pants so tight. He said, when you got them so tight that you can tell what your dime is in your back pocket, honey, he said, you got them too tight. I'll never forget him saying that. 
Did you know wearing these are real tight? Did you know that a doctor tell you that's unhealthy? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Folks, look. <laughs> God help us, Winston. We're going to make it though, ain't we, buddy? Yeah, we're going to make it, ain't we? <laughs> oh, God's good to us. Mm. I got a lot to cover, folks. I could be an hour up here with no problem. I'm still on the first page, and I got three to go. I'll tell you, God's working on us. Man, Titus is full. This second chapter is full. He's in the business, folks, of getting us out of here. And you know what? God has given us the Word of God that can get us out of here. If we'll just get our minds made up and our hearts sold out, we're going to finish this race. We're going to hear Him say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. We're going to have some strong young people. This church is going to be left in some strong hands and some believing folks. Hallelujah. We're setting up some things. We're seeing some things unfold. We're still pursuing the school. In fact, I don't know how many of you know that, but Sister, uh, Sister Melody and Sister Brooks gone there in Arkansas tonight. They're trying to receive instructions and God is getting an idea amen of setting up a school we got a meeting with Becca man amen supposedly October the 28th some of you that like to come in and if you're welcome to it amen and we said we're just looking we're just asking you know what you don't you don't do anything without first planning I got the Bible to back it up you don't lay a foundation you don't do anything till you get an idea we're trying our best hey I know we don't have a lot of money we don't have a lot of this a lot of things and we'll have to draw lines I don't have a worldly man tell me I want to bring my kids and I didn't tell him nothing but uh, we'll see when I that happens I have a good feeling you know anyway one of the requirements amen I understand from the some of the apostolic church you got to come to church here before you can come to our school so it may be a good way amen we're going to get you in one way that where the Bible said to compel them you're going to our school buddy you're going to come to our church that's compelling them right there. Amen. I got the book to back it up. Amen. If they don't want to come on and act like a bunch of goats when they ought to be a sheep, we'll treat them like a goat till they get here and start acting like a sheep. Hallelujah. I tell some of you that way. Hallelujah. Once in a while, you want to get a little goat headed. Hallelujah. A little bull headed. Hallelujah. We take God. Hallelujah. That God will bless us and God will daughters us and God will help us. You know why? Because these little babies, every one of these little babies is worth the fight. Every one of these little babies, amen. To hear God say, well done, that good faithful son. We didn't baptize them in Jesus' name to bust tail wide open praise God sound doctrine will work if we'll just let it have its way you can stand I I, I know I'm not but anyway praise God amen (laughs) 1 Corinthians 15 to 34 the Bible says awake the righteous and sin not Hallelujah. For some have not the knowledge of God. It goes on in that same verse. I didn't put it here, but talks about shame on, on you and on us. Amen. Sober. Amen. Sober. I won't go there, but it's 843. First Thessalonians 5 and 6 says, Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be Sober. Can I say this to all of us? Let's don't act like we've got it. Let's don't act like we've got it made yet. We haven't. 
And we got a fight before us. You hear me? We got a fight before us. And we got a lot of responsibility. Amen. To hold on to this and to see it through and see it take place. First Peter 1 and 13 put it this way. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Amen. The, the, the gird there actually is also is like a symbol of strength, of activity. Amen. A power. It says, gird up the loins of your mind. A readiness for service. A readiness to fight. That's the reason you and I have got the word of God in our minds. Amen. Because it's in our minds. If we've read it, if we know it's there. We know it's not just a man thing. It's a God thing. If you believe that this is the word of God and God gave it to us, then you know it's a God thing. And when it's a God thing, amen, that's all you need to help sustain you and hold you and keep you in the world, the time that we're living in. He says, gird up the loins of your minds and be sober. Hallelujah. It's not a time to be intoxicated with the lust of this world. It's not a time to be intoxicated by the powers of the enemy of our soul. I'm telling you tonight, but hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. In the center of this particular chapter that we're on tonight, amen, he talks to Timothy, Titus about, amen, the grace of God that has appeared unto all men. I'm going to tell you something, every man, every soul is going to be without excuse because the grace of God has appeared unto all men. And by and through this grace, we can win this way. We can win this battle. We can overcome every offense. We can overcome every heartache, every disappointment as we humble and yield and submit ourselves unto God's grace, unto God's mercy, unto God's power. Sober. Sober. Amen. We'll pick up next week, or the following week, I'm sorry. Uh, Brother Kerry Sanford call me and uh, he wants to be with us going to be with us Sunday and Monday of this coming week and uh, looking forward to that um, apparently some cancellations in Virginia they had so much sickness out there they canceled services <laughs> praise God we had some here but Lord help us we, we're not going to cancel I mean the Bible says we're two or three gather so we're going to gather what can gather is going to gather Amen, amen. And, uh, but anyway, he's going to be with us. And uh, uh, we'll pick up in the sixth verse. Amen. And uh, uh, next two weeks, if the Lord tarries and allows us. Amen. Uh, folks, I don't know what it's doing for you, but I know what it's doing for me. So I've studied this, read it, and reestablishing it into my mind and heart and spirit. Of this great gospel. Of this great truth. This is a beautiful life. It's really a beautiful life to live. It's a beautiful life to give ourselves into. We don't have nothing to be ashamed about. We don't have nothing to have the tuck head about. Man, let's just live for God. Let's love him. Let's serve him. Amen. Let's let him use us. In this world that we're in tonight. They need some witnessing. They need some folks, amen, to be an example of this great truth and love and power of God, amen, to work in our lives and to help us along this way, amen, because we're living in a world today. And Peter, he gets it right when he talks about for us, amen, to be sober, amen, to understand there is an adversary, there is a devil, amen, and there is a world out there. 
And there, then you got carnality on top of all of that that you and I've got to deal with. But God's going to see us through and God's going to help us to make this journey. So, but we love you tonight. Appreciate you. Amen. And, and hopefully, I'm not saying things I pray and hope. I ask God to help me all the time uh, not to say or things that would be offensive and just uh, ugly because that's not our heart's desire tonight. But uh, wake us up. Stir us up, God. Help us. Help us, God. We want to make it. We want to make it. I believe, you know, why do you come to church? Why do you read your Bible? Why do you pray? Why do you fast? Amen. Because you want to go to heaven. Because you want to live for God. And it's not just going to heaven. Amen. But falling in love with this. If there wasn't a heaven or a hell. This still be a good life. This would be a good life. Amen. To keep ourselves clean and upright. And pleasing in the sight of God. If you don't believe that. Look around tomorrow. Look around at the world. And. Uh, this, this, the ungodliness because that's the goal that's what this is all about sound doctrine is to lead us into godliness and anytime you hear preaching or teaching or witnessing of individuals that tries to persuade you in something that's ungodly you can just go ahead and mark it off it's not of God it's not of God love you tonight appreciate you continue to pray for these babies and Sister Judy's mom, amen, she's done well so far. So let's continue to pray for her. No doubt she's got a few weeks ahead of her, amen. But you know what? God can make the best of that. So we just ask him and pray on behalf of the Shaw family, amen, the Busby family, that God would just work for them, amen, in such a beautiful and powerful way, amen. Pray for one another. Let's lift one another up. Let's believe God. Let's believe God in this world that we're in. I'm telling you that I believe the Holy Ghost is wanting to really do something here in Bendale, Mississippi. Amen. And touching our lives and molding and shaping us and getting a hold of our children's hearts and minds and soul. So we love you tonight and appreciate you. God bless you. I'm just going to let you be dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you.